never say die! Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 199 of 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And since we're talking Power Rangers this week, this is where I was going to make a joke about Alpha 5, but I, I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. Oh, here we go. And I'm out. Good. You made the joke so bad that Joel won't touch it, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Ay, ay, ay. I was actually getting ready for at least 15 minutes of Joel saying that. <laughs> no, I'm not putting you guys through that after living through that. It's so many episodes. Uh, so, yeah, so we are doing the Power Rangers uh, going over. We actually we watched the first five and then the uh, um, Green is Evil series. Yeah, what at least it? Mike and I did. Yeah, the basically the release of the of the Green Ranger story arc so and then we watched the 2016 17 power rangers movie that just came out on dvd because we you now you don't have to so there you go and uh if you're not doing something and want to listen to something else josh can say something right there see there was absolutely nothing for me to yeah. throw to so i'm <laughs> hoping you guys were gonna banter a little bit <laughs> everyone's like i'll just sit here yeah <laughs> We're not going to help. I like turtles. Well, if you like just sitting there, not helping, <laughs> maybe instead you'd like to listen to the shows of the Podcast Collective, where you can find such shows as On the Block, The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, I Am Salt Lake, The Empty Rant Podcast, and, of course, The Rad Dad Radio Hour. Yes. And if you're looking for our older stuff, you can find us on iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, Noon FM, and uh, yeah, all those places. And we're, there's one or other place that we're at. Because Google Play Podcasts? Google Play Podcasts. And for one, both of you who are using it? Yeah. And and Pod for the chaser. one person. Podchaser. No, the one David Schollenberger uh, wanted us to get on. I forgot what it was, but it's on there now. We're on that one. So, yeah. Dave, you can do that. That's for you. Just for you. We're on a bunch of uh, little podcast things that I think pull from the RSS feed to iTunes that like we didn't even necessarily submit to. Yeah, there are <laughs> there are a bunch that just sort of grabs things, grab things, so we show up. Yeah, I think Pocket Casts has us, but they have us like two weeks behind. No, no, no Pocket Ca- Pocket Casts um, is up to date. So I know that for a fact because I uh, took care of that. In fact, I and Google Play, we actually get a notation. Boom, it says like, hey. New show and it comes pops up a couple of couple minutes after I post it, so that's kind of nice. That is nice. Yeah. So yeah. Go go Google Play. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can always send us an email at forty go fourteen at gmail dot com. Yes, or if you like to email us, forty go fourteen at gmail dot com. <laughs> that's what I just said. <laughs> you can email that's- us here, or you can email us. I'm going to give you a warning. I was in Cleveland this morning, and that just kind of screws up your whole goddamn day. <laughs> All right. No. Uh, voicemail. If you'd like to give us a voicemail, 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. We do not or have any voicemail. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, Tommy the Duck, sends us an email and says, Hey, guys, I forgot that I wanted to comment on the Piranha Show. 
I too very much enjoyed the first of the new series, the Spring Break one. The Water Park one was terrible. This is a perfect example of cheesy creature features done right. I can't believe I said that. Right? I know. What the hell? Uh, thank you, Cleveland. Um, but it got me thinking about how awesome a Sharknado movie could be given some real talent to budget and an R rating. Yes, I'm aware of what Sharknado is, and it's a place in the movie-watching universe, but imagine how great it would be placed in the hands of the Piranha 3D team and made into a real movie. Uh, have you given any thought to a Police Academy Chips show? No, but we have given a thought to a Chips show now that there's a Chips movie out. Could I saw fun. it. You saw, oh, you, you did? Uh-huh. Then yeah, I'm sure we'll do that show at some point. Yeah, yeah, so... But yeah, he says ducks to the front, Tommy the duck. So I'm sure yeah. there'll be a police academy remake at some point starring the rock. <laughs> More than likely. <laughs> yeah, so because he's everywhere. But yeah, that uh I mean the chip show I think would be awesome. I remember watching chips Eric Estrada's teeth riding a motorcycle around. Ay ay ay. Oh man, we 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 got to do the original Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling versus the Netflix Glow show. Just came oh, to mind. That would be hilarious. Oh. I would completely watch that. I'll do all but my research been... on Tiffany Million. <laughs> I've already done that. <laughs> all right, all uh, over the internet, and it's so about that time. I was going to say they start talking about porn. It's about that time. <laughs> And sports, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You were a little late, but... Yeah, he's good. He's good. All right, so we are going with August 28th, 1993. That is the uh, release date of Day of the Dumpster. Yeah, and I didn't realize that that was the pilot title. I thought you were just making commentary (laughs) on the show. (laughs) I was like, oh, damn, I guess we know where Mike stands. It was self-prosifying. Yeah, self-prosifying self-prophesying so I'm going to take over the earth i don't remember what she says but it sounds weird you sound like a very small baby when you do that baby sounds like yeah you sound like you sound like elmo was a power ranger <laughs> go go power rangers <laughs> elmo repulso all elmo right it's repulsive all right music the top song is ub40s can't help falling in love I know Patrick hates it. I still love it. <laughs> yeah. Do not like UB40 at all. Oh, come on. Why? How? How can you not like UB40? White reggae. Well, according but to the British newsletter, they don't like you either. <laughs> Lots of people don't like me. I don't make them listen to me. Yeah, well, you do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we beg to differ on that. You guys like me, whether you admit it or not. Uh, it was a great setup, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for the next UB40 newsletter. They're going to talk about this for <laughs> Like, well, Patrick's at it again. <laughs> exactly. You read it. <laughs> All right. On October 29th, Liam Payne, English pop singer from One Direction, was born in Wolverine Hampton, England. Wolverine. <laughs> what a British name. Wolverhampton, England. Wolverhampton. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Um, at the 10th annual MTV Music Awards, Pearl Jam and on, in Vogue win awards. Uh, that's it. I didn't really want to look up what they were. I was just they just <laughs> they, were, they won awards. They won awards for music, best <laughs> dressed, most likely to succeed, <laughs> best kissing, something like that. Oh, 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 
class clown. All right. On October 24th, news broke to the public that Michael Jackson was being investigated on allegations of child molestation. It was never came to anything. Settled out of court. Yep. Give him some Jesus juice. <laughs> Bruce Dickinson played his final show with Iron Maiden until his return in 1999 in London on August 28th. I almost said October. <laughs> which would be a lot more metal. Because <laughs> it's closer to Halloween. Wolverhampton. All right. <laughs> On October 2nd, Snoop Dogg and his bodyguard are charged with the August 25th murder of a 20-year-old gang member in a drive-by shooting. They are cleared of the charges in 1990 Sizzle. Sizzle. Six. I, I was trying to do the thing he does, yeah, but I messed it up. Yeah. 1996. Up. Damn it. <laughs> Your whiteness took over. Yo, yo, yo. It did, yo. Never do that again. Yeah, don't do that. Go yeah, back to I. <laughs> All right, moving on to movies. The Fugitive is the top movie in the land. Love that movie. I don't care. <laughs> don't do that again either. <laughs> you find that man. Uh, Luciano Charles Corsese was an American actor born in New York City, the son of Sicilian immigrants. He married film actress Catherine Scorsese in 1933, and together they created Academy Award-winning film director Martin Scorsese. In 1980, Luciano made his first film appearance in Raging Bull. He later featured in Goodfellas in 1990, portraying Vinny, who was based on the real-life gangster Thomas Agro. Other appearances included Cape Fear, The Color of Money, and The King of Comedy. Death took care of him on August 23rd. Absorbed. <laughs> and you'll definitely recognize him if you, if you look him up. He, the, you know, he looks like the guy from the Six Flag commercials that does the dance. How's that again? Oh, you got it. One time only performance. <clears throat> Movies released this week include Dazed and Confused, The Good Son, A Bronx Tale, Cool Runnings, and Malice. I just watched the A Bronx Tale again today. Oh, it's so good. Now you can't leave. Yeah, that's, that's a, such a great scene. Now you can't leave. <laughs> I, I, watch, say that, I do say that all the time in the poker room. I use that line a lot. I watched Cool Runnings not too long ago. I've never seen it. What? Yeah. It's John Candy, man. It's oh, pretty good. That's the only reason I've ever wanted to see it. I don't really care about the concept. Oh. What was Malice? That was a Nicole Kidman movie. Oh. And The Good Son was the one where uh, Macaulay Culkin tried to play a bad boy. Yeah. (laughs) And he took that role and ran with it for the rest of his life. No. (laughs) Actually, actually, you go back to the the kids, the winner show. Wasn't he on the winner show? Kid stars, winners? Yeah, Yeah, the good and the bad already, which... He had to been on the good, right? Yeah, yeah. It's because he's still doing all right, making money from uh, Home Alone and doing whatever the hell he wants. Doing no, I really- actually think he was on the Losers, and then we determined that uh, he got a bad rap. Yeah, I think that's oh, what, okay. exactly what it was. Because we talked about his little short film with the uh, the Kevin McAllister twisted dark tale thing, which was awesome. right, and the fact that like everybody just assumed he was a burnout because he played one in a movie randomly, and he was just like, "No, I have a pile of money. I'd rather date Mila Kunis and play World of Warcraft." And who wouldn't? Yeah, no kidding, right? World of Warcraft, man. I got to <laughs> get back into that. <laughs> Josh is basically living <laughs> the poor man's version. 
I don't know if that was an insult. I don't or... know. I, I'm just looking to see that both <laughs> of them. I compare Sarah to Mila Kunis. I think she'll be fine with that. I yeah. told her a low rent, Mila Kunis. Yeah, I don't. Still, laugh still at pretty that. good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I mean, oh, come God. on. Now. If, somebody, if somebody called me a low rent Brad Pitt, I'd be pretty happy about it. <laughs> you'd be really drunk. That's what you'd be. No, they'd be really drunk. Oh, that's what I meant. Uh, I don't know. You're more like a low rent, like. Uh, Tom Berenger, maybe. Gary, Gary Shandling. <laughs> okay. You're a low-rent Gary Coleman. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> what you talking about, Phyllis? All right. So TV, Home Improvement, Seinfeld, and Roseanne are at the top shows. And August 30th, the acronym of the week premiered on CBS, which is LSWDL. Of course, that is Left Shark with Dick Lubrication. <laughs> made a left shark joke that's so two years ago but thank you right thank you. I, I was like i gotta get left shark here well and wow. that started that had a guest bill murray and billy joel on it so that kind of makes sense <laughs> no uh, that's a late show with david letterman oh really yeah huh that has been a pretty good show 1993 oh the, oh what was the show that oh, he had CBS. before that yeah that's when he changed late night right, with david letterman late na- oh okay that's right that's the one he had before that all right, so Patrick, that's all I got for TV. Uh, yeah, Patrick, Patrick has a friggin' paragraph and a half in there for sports. Yeah. So we, have, yeah. we, got some, we got some cricket goodness coming up. Oh, love my cricket. <laughs> goodness. Goodness. Oh, but first, goodness. let's talk MLB. On August 23rd, Fred McGriff and David Justice become the sixth pair of teammates in MLB history to hit back-to-back home runs twice in the same game for the Atlanta Braves. That's pretty impressive. Neat. Yep. Excuse me, you gotta take a deep breath here. Hold Dinkar Balwant DB Diodarhar. Is he having a stroke? <laughs> was an Indian cricketer who played in first class cricket matches from 1911 to 1948 until he died of being old this week at 101 years old. He was a professor at SP. He was absorbed? In Pune and was popularly known as the grand old man of Indian cricket. He was an aggressive right-hand batsman and also a bowler known for his leg breaks. He captained the Maharashtar team in Ranji Trophy regional matches. Matches matches is the word I fuck up? (laughs) (laughs) During the 1939-41 season, in his first-class career, he played 81 matches, scoring 4,522 runs at an average of 39.32 and a highest score of 246. He was vice president of the BCCI, president of the Maharashtra Cricket Association, and also a national selector. Wait, wait. Selector of what? T-shirts? Does it matter? He's He's in charge of natural selection. And he lived and died at his command. Absorbed? Absorbed? Not absorbed. The Deodar Trophy, a limited overs interzonal cricket tournament played in India since 1973, is named after him. In 1996, the Indian Post issued a commemorative stamp in his honor. A statue of D.B. Deodar was unveiled at Pune's Sahara Cricket Stadium in 2012. Like Bill Ashdown, oh, yeah. famous Bill Ashdown, he is one of a few people known to have played first-class cricket both before the First World War and after the Second World War, having played oh. in the Bombay Triangular in 1911 and the oh. Ranji Trophy in 1946. 
Oh. Mm. Yeah. India's former national badminton champions, Tara Diodar, Sundar Diodar, and Suman Diodar are his daughters. <laughs> Wait. Oh. Badminton? Yes. The Sundar Diodar? <clears throat> yes, the Sundar Diodar. So you thought DB Diodar sounded familiar, didn't you? And I did. You know why. That's because I wasn't looking at through the focus of badminton. Right. That's right. Oh, I got <laughs> so this is this so this was like like the Pete Rose of cricket, I guess. Yeah, he's kind of pretty famous in, in Indian cricket. Dinkar Balwant. Dinkar Balwant. <laughs> but he's known as D B Diodar. In pursuit of D B Diodar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the D B Diodar. No. Thank Snap. You. My DB Diodar is on the okay. fritz. Now, okay, so now he was, a, we say he was an aggressive right hands batsman and a bowler known for his leg breaks. I'm concerned at that statement, knowing that the bowlers are encouraged to hit the batter with those balls. Yeah, I'm thinking he probably, like, that's like his attempts to break the legs of the. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that's what that means, which means he was not a nice your person. Leg, bitch. I mean, the more the more I find out about cricket, at almost two hundred episodes into us talking randomly about cricket, the more I hear about it, the more I'm like, "Huh." But at the same time, the more confused I get. It's right. more violent than we realized. Oh yeah, that that was kind of like my first draw to it. it. Was like, "Oh wow, you know, it's a lot." The batsman is in serious danger. Oh yeah, that's why it's big and fl- he's got the big flat bat, so it's <laughs> he can protect himself better. So like he can get a leg break. A googly is actually a decapitation. <laughs> you know, a sticky wicket is where somebody gets their arm ripped off. What's interesting is that he actually does not crack like the top 50 highest batting averages for career. I just took a look at the list I've got here. Yeah, I've got a list here. Is that the, is that the one you keep in your wallet? Yes. <laughs> for handy reference. Yeah, whenever you get into some cricket arguments out at the pub. <laughs> He's no Don Bradman. All I have, <laughs> you know what I am impressed about this, though, is that he played cricket before the First World War and after the Second World War. That, that's pretty cool. Yep. This guy so. has some longevity yeah. in life and in cricket. Damn. All right. to DB. <clears throat> Good on you. I'm, drinking, I'm <laughs> doing a shot for DB. <laughs> I'm just proud of myself, and I'm hoping Killa was listening with the accurate cricket reference there. <laughs> That was impressive. I liked it. Good job. Yes. Don't ever do it again, Pat. All right. So, main show. (laughs) We decided now that the movie had uh, been released on DVD, we had to suck it up and take it. Yeah, I mean, Power Rangers is sort of like Pokemon in that we were all a little too old to properly enjoy it when it first came out. So it was not really our time. Yeah, wasn't our thing because it, 1993 was when the first one came out, and most of us were in college at that point. I think so, all of us were. 93, yeah, 93, yeah. Yeah, that would have been the year Joel and I started. So, yeah. So here's a little. About that was the, in my second senior year, I think. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Haim Saban. Haim. Haim. La Haim came across the parents series while he was on a business trip to Japan. And uh, based on the popularity 
of the first one, which was actually oh, I just I thought I had it written down here. That's what I forgot to watch. <clears throat> the original. I watch one of those episodes. Yeah. Oh, the, I, I, watched uh, the, I watched the pilot of that episode. Actually. Sentai. Yeah. Sen something. Zoryanger. Koryoyu yeah. Zentai yeah. Zoryanger. Spoiler alert! It was it was much better. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he wanted to retool the Super Sentai show for American kids, right? And if you look at a lot of other, and his live opinion act- of American kids is obviously very, very low. Well, I mean, you got to look at other live action '90s kids TV. He's probably right in, around the middle. Yeah, he wanted action with Saved by the Bell. Yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's accurate. So he and his business partner Shuki Levy, the only Asian uh, Jewish business partner <laughs> out there, quickly produced a pilot. And shopped it around for at least five years, but nobody wanted it. And Fox Kids decided to pick it up. And then made millions and millions of dollars. And are still making millions of dollars. Right. Um, made all the money. That's, so there's a lot of controversy over the violence uh, in the show, which I don't think parents have been paying attention. Uh, because <laughs> there was a lot. I remember even when I was in the 80s, there was a lot of violence in kids' shows. Um. But uh, they, they, this is before they had issued content warnings, uh, parental guidance warnings. Remember now they have like uh, TV all or TV. They have like ratings now. Or did you, just an offset? Do you guys remember the V chip? Yeah, vaguely. It was like a, in in the you put it in your box and it was supposed to control the ratings of what you could and couldn't see, and it like didn't do that. <clears throat> the only thing it managed to do is make it so your parents had a hard time turning on the TV. Yeah. Because it, it, it turned out it was much easier for kids to hack than adults. Yeah, like programming a VCR. <laughs> so some of the uh, controversies on it is that there were said to be low salaries and they were non-union actors. So there was an uproar with many people within the show. Uh, they lost some actors midway through the season two. Austin St. John, Walter Jones, and Tui, Tui Trang uh, would be leave the show after being denied higher salaries. And the sh- uh, a lot wanting the show to become union, uh, and I figure second se- second series they had really just hit popularity in the states after that, so they that must have been a really hit, a big hit to them. Uh, Karen Ashley, who was cast as the Yellow Ranger, after it was reveal afterward revealed that although her, Steve Cardenas and Johnny Young Bosch were cast as Power Rangers, they were paid less until they were revealed as the Rangers on the TV show. It's also interesting that the three Rangers who left first were the three involved in the racism controversy. When you got the guy who's half Native American as the Red Ranger, the Asian chick as the Yellow Ranger, and the African American dude as the Black Ranger. Yikes. Mighty Morphin Power Racists. That that part, I always thought I was like, is that really true? And then when I watched the intro, I'm like, holy crap, it is. A little too on the nose. Mm. Yeah, and then Barbara Goodson, who did the voice of Rita Repulsa, revealed that when the show finally became union, she had to fight to keep her from her salary being lowered. Uh, she had three episodes left in her contract, and they wanted to drop her down to three hundred dollars an episode. Uh, she also revealed that Saban uh, had very little respect for the cast and the crew, and they <clears throat> presented the cast and crew with Power Ranger jackets for being on the show, and then they charge them for them so good job Savant. 
It's like when you go to work at a restaurant and they're like, uh, here's your apron that you're required to have. We'll take it out of your first paycheck. Oh, God, I fucking hate that. Yep. Um, so I kind of reorganized the cast list on this to kind of make put the because there were replacements throughout the years. But I started off with the person who is, has the most episodes under his belt from the uh, 93 to 1999 oh, no. series, which is Richard Stephen Horowitz, who played Alpha 5. 156 aye, aye, episodes. Aye. Huh. Yeah, that's even more than Bulk and Skull. Yeah. He was in pretty, just about every episode. Um, Romy Scharf. Uh, who was a replacement for him, 93 to 95. Uh, they swapped off, I guess. Had 89 episodes. I swapped off earlier. Oh, God. So David Yost, <laughs> who played Billy Cranson, the Blue Ranger, 155 episodes. Poor David Yost, too. Like his his uh, circumstances of exiting the show were not so awesome. No. Well, I've heard con- I've heard multiple conversations about it. I've when researching it, I've heard some that were just like that they lost the two Power Rangers and they wanted to cut bonuses after they lost some of the Rangers. He didn't like it and stomped off. And then somebody else commented that he nobody could get along with him anyway. So I think there are stories on both sides of the fence. Yeah, I mean, the the story that he's told is that uh, he was closeted homosexual and the crew knew about it. And uh, there was quite a bit of uh, homophobia and anti-gay stuff directed at him. And he just left. He couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. So. But yeah, from what I guess on that, there may be I think there's a little bit of story from both sides, just like anything else. Um, Amy Jo Johnson, Kimberly Hart, 138 episodes, <clears throat> and then was re- replaced. Suzuka Ari. Yeah, I was just looking at that. I didn't realize that they replaced her as the same character. Well, I don't know. I think that. I, wa- I that- wonder if that. Okay, looking at this, like there's like 89. 89- Austin St. John, you know, 89 episodes. Other ones, 89 episodes. Oh, wait. Was she the in the suit? Everything I'm seeing is that right, she was the saying. voice of the Japanese version of the Pink Ranger. Okay. I was going to say, maybe, maybe they have to include her name because she's in, like, archival footage from the original show. <clears throat> that may be it. Oh. Okay. So, Austin St. John, Jason Lee Scott, 89 episodes. Jason David Frank, Tommy, 119. Walter Jones, the Black Ranger, 89. Toy Trang, the Yellow Ranger, 88. And I thought I tossed this guy in here just because I thought it was amazing. Ed Neal, who is a putty patroller for 155 episodes. Jesus. He even beat out Zordon. Both of them. Huh. Now, and, of course, before we go too far past Tui Trang, we should talk about, uh, just at least mention, her tragic death in a car accident shortly after she left the series. Actually, I was reading about I, her getting... That lose you guys? No, I was oh. listening. Oh, okay. Uh, I was looking at her getting to um, uh, the United States. Uh, he, Toy Trang was born in seventy three. Her father fought in the Vietnam War 
after and after the communist forces fell, he he traveled to the United States, but his family wasn't able to fi- follow him. So she and her family boarded a cargo ship as a refugee to come to America, but they got stuck in a detention camp in Hong Kong. So they were finally reunited in California in 1980, and then her father died like two years later. Huh. So, <clears throat> but yeah, so yeah, she was uh, unfortunately killed in 2001 in an I-5 uh, track. Um, traffic accident. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think her last movie was Spy Hard. Uh, oh, actually, same same year, Spy Hard and Crow, City of Angels. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So they had those two right there. But uh, that's kind of you know, kind of American dream became the same. Became a a bit of a star, and then unfortunately died. Um. Zordon David J. Felding, 151, and then Robert L. Manahan, who I think is the voice, because there's no picture for him right there, also was Zordon. Um, Paul Schreer as Bulk, 149 episodes. Yeah, and Bulk and Skull continued on to the other series. These guys have played these characters almost 300 times. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Jesus, what an awful life. <laughs> hey, man, if it... They, 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 it's steady paycheck, though. I, mean, I was going to say... God, Probably want to blow your brains out at the end of the day, though. Yeah, I, I mean, they actually ended up with a character arc. Like, they, they went from the dopey slapstick bullies to, like, police officers to, like, biggest supporters of the Power Rangers ever by the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jason, watch those. Oh, I'll say Jason Narvey's oh, Skull is 147 episodes. So, good on him. I was going to say... Go ahead. I was going to say I watched those two episodes that uh josh talked about where they were talking about ending the series and uh saw them be totally different from what they were in the original series like and he, looking you know. at them looking at uh uh jason narvey he has played eugene skull skullovich in case you were wondering what his full name was uh all the way up until skullovich, skullovich. really 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 up right. until 2012 um unfortunately Bulk, I think his no Farkas. Oh, you're gonna love this, Pat. Here, this is where Pat loses it. Bulk's <laughs> real name is actually Farkas Bulk Bulkmeyer. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, let's not have any even an iota of of creativity. Let's just shit out some shit and make a bunch of money. I did that earlier too. So Barbara Goodson did the My voice. Minus the make a bunch of money part. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could for doing that. I'd still be right? poor. Uh, <laughs> There are websites. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Reader of the Voice, Reader Repulsa, probably we said before, Barbara Goodson, 141 episodes. Machiko Soga, who is the actual body actress for Reader Repulsa's 88 episodes. Uh, Carla Perez, Reader Repulsa, for 57 episodes. And I'm not entirely sure. Well, once they stopped doing, or they st- you know didn't have footage from the original show anymore to use, and they were doing their own original content, they mm-hmm. had a reader repulsa that would interact with the scenes. Oh, okay. That yeah, and, then, and you could tell because suddenly the lip dubbing was much better. Yeah, right. And wait a second, her lips are actually That's moving it. along. Um, Wendy Lee as Scorpina. Mm. Uh, Richard Gentile as Ernie. Which, in a little bit of the trivia, I there was also an idea that. Um, Zordon was also supposed to be Ernie, so he'd watch over the Power Rangers at the Juice Health Bar thing where they hung out, which was weird. So, 
But Goldar, uh, Kerrigan Mahan, 110 episodes. Now, Johnny Young Bosch played Adam Park. Why don't I know that? Why, did we get to an, an episode with him in there? I don't, I don't think, think so. Yeah, I don't I, think we saw these last two, so we'll skip over them. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, but people, I mean, there was a lot of staying power for these people in this show. They must have been, you know, doing all right for themselves a little bit, especially Bulkmeister and Skull Camera. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys. Yeah. So some trivia. Uh, the show adapted stock footage from... Koryo Sentai's Ryanger, which was the 16th installment of Toy's Super Sentai franchise. So 16 up seasons into Ryanger, they stole that from, from it. Now, which, knowing this... Explains... I was, was going to say, can you imagine if you're the creators of the original Super Sentai franchise, you're like, why did they wait till the 16th installment to st- finally steal something? <laughs> I know. Well, I, and here's the thing is that I remember staying up late and watching USA up all night. Do you guys remember that? Mm-hmm. USA yep. Network and watching an episode of Power Rangers. And it was badly dubbed and they were doing like all their fight. They had one scene where they were fighting to Huey Lewis's hip to be square. Right? <laughs> no, really. I if anybody out there has a link to that, post it for us because I swear to God I saw this. But I remember watching it in the late 80s. So I'm guessing what I was actually watching was very younger. I think there was a gas leak in Mike's house. It, it would explain so many things. It, Too I, much I, math. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish it was that easy to explain, but uh, also in the original Japanese footage, the Yellow Ranger is male. That's why the Pink Ranger has a skirt, but Yellow doesn't. Yeah, I wondered about that. So huh. I didn't even notice. Yeah, uh, mid October nineteen ninety four, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was banned in Sweden after a young Norwegian girl was beaten to a pulp by her young friends and left to die and freeze in the first snow. She was five. Unfortunately, when they talked to the kids, they found out they were actually fans of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't remember the episode of that show. Yeah, that's kind of... I don't remember the one where Raphael and Michelangelo beat the hell out of a five-year-old. And left him for dead? No, I don't remember that one. Or the Power Rangers one. Huh. All right. So, speaking of appearances, get this. While having the most episode appearances... Across all this, all the seasons, Tommy Oliver, Jason David Frank, also holds the records for having the longest continuous stint as a leader of the team, being named a leader in the early half of season two when he received the White Ranger powers and not leaving until halfway through Power Rangers Turbo. I can't believe I'm saying this in the episode Passing the Torch. He also has the record for the most color changes as he's been the Green Ranger, White Ranger, Red Ranger and the Black Ranger. Huh. Not the Pink Ranger? Not the Pink Ranger. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. So, but as we also were saying, David Yost is to date the only Power Ranger to hold the same color for the longest time, for three years, 93 to 96, and he never switched colors. Hmm. Kimberly Ann Hart is the longest serving female Power Ranger and Pink Ranger of all time. She had appeared in 137 episodes until she left the series. Now, it seems like since 93, there has always been Power Rangers. How many Power Rangers shows have there been? A shit ton. Too I don't know many. the exact number, but when I was 
just looking on Netflix for what's available to stream. It fills the screen when you when you type in Power Rangers on Netflix. Yeah, there's like mm-hmm. nine or ten different series available to watch. Just just the ones that are streaming on there. There are 24 different Power Ranger shows, ranging from <clears throat> the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that we know and know. Uh, and and uh, here we all sit broke. This man uh, just stole somebody else's idea and made millions. We got to hang out with people with better ideas. We got to go to Japan is what it means. Go hang yeah. out with my sister. She's there. So ranging from Power Rangers to Power Rangers Zero to Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue, Time Force, Wild Force, Ninja Storm, Dino Thunder, SPD, I don't know, something Police Department, Mystic Force, <laughs> Space? I don't know. Space Police Department, Operation Overdrive, Jungle Fury, RPM, a reversion, a redo of the original Power Rangers Samurai, Super Samurai. <laughs> now this, ready, ready, Pat? Power Rangers Megaforce, followed up by Power Rangers Super Megaforce. Oh, Jesus. And then Power Rangers Dino Charge, followed up by, what is it? Power Rangers Super Dino Charge. Yep. No, no, you're wrong. Oh. Power Rangers Dino Supercharge. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so close. And the last one, Power Rangers Ninja Steel, which I'm going with. The next one will be Power Rangers Ninja Super Steel. Uh, SPD, Space Patrol Delta. That I was completely wrong. I looked it up. Nice. Uh, also, what has been actually released in the last couple days, Boom Comic Studios uh, is releasing that there were actually Power Rangers before the first five that we know of that were around in 1996. 69. Mighty, 69. That too. <laughs> uh, ha, ha, ha. Uh, Mighty Mouth from Power Rangers comic number 20 will reveal that there were five that Igor, a male Soviet KGB agent, Jamie, a British songer, songwriter, and singer, <clears throat> Terona. All right, just stop. Just stop. Oh, no, no, no. He was no, a war, <laughs> he's a war veteran. Wait, wait, wait. Ready? Daniel, he's 18 and he's a student slash protester. <laughs> and then. Grace, who is the head secretary at NASA. Oh my God, I'm so done with this. (laughs) And wants to be an astronaut. We've just been getting started, Pat. Christ, this fucking stuff is so stupid. You know what? There's actually a lot of really good ideas here. Most of them were the parts that were stolen. Right? Like... You cut away the slapstick and the dumb save by the bell stuff. And like, I respect the progression of like martial arts in the ground in the superhero suits to Voltron esque dinosaur that like turn into a dinosaur car that turn into a giant robot that fights a giant monster. Like, I appreciate that clear progression of how we're going to do all the fights for pretty much every episode. Mm hmm. I'm I'm totally down with the giant robot fights. Can you give me, I mean, Pacific Rim for now, and you give me some of the Godzilla movies from then. I am all about giant robots and giant monsters fighting. I'm not even in the, in that camp, so I'm further away even than you. But once you got the Save by the Bell portion in there, I mean, that was. I don't like I don't like the fighting portion of the show, and I don't like the the high school portion of the show. It's all shit to me. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> so Pat, you watched how many episodes? I watched uh I, w- I watched the first 
four, I think, and then the last three. Okay. Okay. So you said like the wow. Okay. You saw the trash bin one where Rita Repulsa comes out of the cylinder on the moon. Oh yeah, yeah. I watched both pilots, and I watched the the pilot of the the Japanese version. So I actually watched a lot of it. I mean, I would, for for more than what I usually watch of any of these types of shows we do. Yeah. So Dan, I watched, I watched like, like eight episodes total, something like that. Okay. Uh, I, wanted right. to make, I wanted to make sure that I had a real, genuine opinion. Yeah. I and you and you definitely do. I mean, it's not like I'm surprised at it, but <laughs> yeah, it's not going to surprise anybody how much I hated this. But I, I mean, I gave it a shot. I watched a lot of it, and I'm proud of you for that. <laughs> well, they were I'm, short enough that you know it's like less twenty minutes or less. But I mean, well, you don't need to watch any more than a couple of them because I'm like every single one of them is the fucking same. Oh, oh, they're going to fight these things. Oh, okay, they're going to fight them back a little bit. Some little things going to happen. They're going to kind of go to a draw, and they're going to run away, and they're going to go, oh, they're stronger than I thought. Well, let's send this. Oh, we're going to turn into this then. And then, okay, the next battle, we're going to be these. And okay, now we're going to be – and then eventually, we're all going to be giant, and we're all going to be fighting, and it's just going to be every fucking episode. Well, what about what about the drama of, like, episode with High Five, where one of the rangers had to overcome her fear of heights? Oh, my God, that was so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. like the one guy apparently can teleport because he got to the top of the mountain almost instantly, and she can't even climb up fifteen feet of rock without freaking out. <laughs> and she, that whole sequence was just bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of dumb in these shows. Although I will say that the sheer number of episodes shows that if you do something often enough you do get better at it because i, I kind of jumped around and watched random episodes from later series or later seasons and i was like yeah you can see that they got practiced and got the formula down and there is an uptick in quality when you get to the slapsticky and the save by the bell kind of stuff there's a ceiling on how high that quality can go but mm-hmm. it, it, there is an improvement yeah i i have to say patrick in the in the boat of what the hell am i watching the episode of pressing engagement where Jason was trying to break the bench press record. Oh my gosh. <laughs> how many times did he, did he do that? And he was supposed, he's supposed to, he was supposed to bench press. I don't know how much weight was on that bar, but to do anything on a bench press a thousand times. What? Yeah, and attempt to do it three. Was it first? There was first, uh, the, the guy counting lost count and he had to start over doing an empty bar a thousand times would be almost impossible. Oh, wait, wait. Because first the first the juice bar owner Ernie loses count. Yep. So they have to start over from the beginning. Oh my god! He's about to finish it, and then Kimberly blows a uh, bubblegum bubble that draws the crowd's attention away, and it pops. And then he has to start again. And then you discover that the person who held the the record beforehand was Bulk. So, but Jason gets all shaken. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do a thou push up uh, the bar a thousand times, and that that's the drama of that one. And well, we're supposed to believe bulk was was the yeah, okay. Well, the thing is, is that it, as they're getting to a thousand, I think it's a thousand and ten. Um, when he loses count, he doesn't like stop and come back tomorrow. He just starts again. So mm-hmm. if he's if he figures, okay, well we we were somewhere around a thousand. We knew we hit a thousand. Why wouldn't you just do ten more and call it a day? <laughs> no, they started over three times. So he well beat the record by two thousand. <laughs> Yeah, but it couldn't uh, be proven, right? Because they can't count. I do have to say, no, bad writing. The fighting was pretty good. 
from the original. The stuff they, like you said, just the stuff that they stole from the original series was pretty cool. Uh, then we get to Green with Evil, where uh, Jason battles Goldar and thwarts him by laying down. Yeah, basically. Did you see this one, Pat? Which one? Oh, no, no. Not Green with Evil? No. Oh, yeah, I this was the like four or five part series that introduced Tommy as the <clears throat> Green Ranger. Yeah. Right. And he started off as a bad guy, right? Yeah. yeah. And apparently if you wanted to stop um, uh, Alpha from functioning properly, you just put a CD of Ace of Base in its, in its backpack. That was so ridiculous. What? Yeah, he comes up behind him. You know, the robot's got like a little backpack looking pocket in the back he drops a cd in there and he freaked it freaks out it uploads some sort of a virus and it freaks him out yeah makes all the boards explode alpha is <clears throat> so goddamn annoying <laughs> no argument here yeah <laughs> i mean like w- there's one point when i remember one of them said oh alpha I, we have to save alpha he's like my he's my best friend I'm like why how like i'd be like good kill alpha i'm tired of this retard no, just I couldn't take him. Oh, you would have loved the the one where Jason's fighting Goldar, the big wolf monster in the gold armor. Mm-hmm. He either in a room that is about ten foot by ten foot circular. There's fog on the bottom of the ground, and he he hides from him by laying down in the fog. Yeah, I mean Goldar is kicking the crap out of him because Goldar's got his uh, morphing his belt morpher, buckle. his belt buckle. Yeah, and uh, he's keeping a, he's playing keep away with him, and basically using his superior strength, to just constantly beat him up. And eventually, yeah, he's just like, I'm gonna lay flat at, uh, beneath the uh, fog on the floor and just crawl around. Mm-hmm. And that's the big tension of that. And the thing is, I remember my well, I remember this because my brother was this the perfect age for this. You know, he's at this point he was like. Twenty-four, uh, yeah, twelve, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe nine or ten years old, but you know, so this was he was a perfect age for this. And I remember him being like, "Oh man, Green Ranger, who's the Green Ranger?" I'm like, "It's fucking him." Is he's where? How do you know he's wearing a green shirt? Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Is like you've got this mysterious new kid at school who's also an amazing martial artist, and when they finally learn who the Green Ranger is, despite the fact that he suddenly turned into a dick, like one day after they met him, everyone's shocked that he's the Green Ranger. <laughs> it's like who the hell did you think it was? <laughs> you know, it's. I one of these days they got to really screw with people and just you know like, hey, I'm the Green Ranger, but I only wear purple. Okay. I don't get it. The I wasn't Ranger sure. Would wear green. I, he's he's in disguise. See, he's wearing purple. All right, you know what? I re- <laughs> Again, I'm going to extend my statement. <laughs> Fuck you all. That, that, may, that makes no logic in the Power Rangers universe. Yes, you can only wear the colors that you have. Yeah, like you just that doesn't even make sense. You're like a crazy person. Yeah, I think Joel and I watched the one that almost ended the series permanently. The yes. the one where they basically brought back every villain from all of the previous series and actually killed off Zordon. Was it Path to Destruction? Something like that. Something or something. Countdown to Doomsday. Countdown to Doomsday. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and Zordon gives up his life so that he can release his his energy into the the universe to thwart the bad guys. 
Yeah, what's funny is all they had to do to get rid of all of the evil in the universe was break the tube that had Big Face Guy in it. And then all of his goodness eradicated him. Like it it turned a, all the putties to dust, I think. And then all the people that were bad became their real selves, like their good selves. Like, uh, yeah, if there was any humanity left in them, they turned human. If they were just monsters, they disappeared into dust. Yeah. So Zordon, killing Zordon was the solution to everything? Yes. Yep. Uh, basically, the uh, the entire galaxy is about to fall. And uh, a couple of the big villains, there's a couple like betrayals and big battles. But really, what wins the day is destroying Zordon's tube. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, I think the Green Ranger, was it the Green Ranger? No, it was the Red Ranger that had to do it, wasn't it? How's, how's that for a nice moral for your kids show? The guy that's been helping you all along, kill him and everything will be fine. But apparently the whole world exists in the little town that they're from because they didn't yeah, show like really. Or whatever. Yeah, they didn't really well, show they any. They showed Angel Grove and they also showed the planet that the uh, main bad guy and I think their Green Ranger were from. But like that's all you really saw. Yeah. And the, the Power Rangers got their ass. That's the only place any monsters ever came to. Also, no monsters yeah. ever went to L.A. or anything. Well, you think they'd eventually just leave the town because all the the, the giant Zords battling each other or Megazords or whatever—they're just fucking shit up day after day. Right. How many people died needlessly because of giant robots fighting? But in the original series, whenever they started a fight, they would suddenly appear in a desert. So nobody was hurt. Three out of ten people in Angel Grove have been killed by the Zord menace. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys notice that, though, that they always ended up fighting in a desert? Yep. Always. Yeah. Part, of the, part of the formula. I wanted to enjoy it because I like the, you know, the Godzilla-style big rubber suit battles and kung fu and all that. But it just, the stuff in between was just so sugary, sappy, Awful. It was hard to watch. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm actually going to be thinking until we do thumbs up, thumbs down where I'm at on it. Cause I think you and I are in the same place where somewhere in the middle, but trending towards down. Well, I mean like the whole, with the, the green of evil thing, you had this whole, does Kimberly really like the green ranger bullshit going on? I mean, they, it's that it's that saved by the bell portion of it that we were talking about earlier. It's not, you know, I mean, it's not doesn't have doesn't have the plot line of such wonderful shows like Itsy Bitsy Spider, uh, which Zach has to overcome his fear of spiders in order to fight the next monster. Yeah, I, if I had been six years younger, I would have been super into this show, though. I mean, I, I guess I'm sort of grading it by the curve where had I been the appropriate age, I probably would have freaking loved this show. And they killed the shit out of Mr. Bones. They like threw him down in like a pit of hell or something. Like, oh yeah, for the first monster, that was pretty rough. <sighs> and, and and what was so tough about him? Like, I can throw my head at you. Ah ha! Okay. But he really couldn't be killed because whenever they broke apart the bones, they would just reassemble. Hmm? Well, at least so he made that. all that money from the candy market. Mr. Bones, candy. Uh, right, you know, uh, I, I love yeah. those. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm not going to freeze you out on that one. I don't know um, what you're talking about. You've never had Mr. Bones candy? No. It comes in a little coffin and you it's like Oh, is that what that's called? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, used I to eat some names. <clears throat> didn't know it had a name. I just remember I just know I've eaten the coffins. 
That was my uncle's nickname. You, you shouldn't eat the coffins. You eat the stuff that inside there that wasn't. Yeah, the coffins were plastic. No, I've seen where the coffins were made of that like that 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 um Pez type candy. You could pop the whole thing that. and you you open it up and there's stuff inside and you eat the, and you can eat the coffin too. You're a fat bastard if you're doing that. Uh, Popping the whole thing in your mouth. So <clears throat> I I eat Kit Kats <laughs> all at once. Like, oh, I'm <laughs> really? You fucking Cro-Magnon. What the I will hell? sometimes do that just to disturb people is bite through the top of the first three Kit Kat. Yep. Okay, I, <laughs> right through see, it. I, don't, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's your thought when you're doing that. I'm going to do this and mess with people. Josh, I know, will mess with people. You're just like, ah, Kit Kat. Nom, 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 nom. Yep. <laughs> you monsters. Like, I want to eat this as fast as possible. <laughs> now, I like this type of show, and I was trying to remember... Digging, I was digging back a little bit about what it was that I really liked about Power Rangers. There was a TV show that I watched all the time when I was growing up. Uh, the Space Giants. Do you remember this one at all, Josh? Anybody else? I know Pat is no. going to be that he... Nope. There's a kid who's friends with three robots that live inside a volcano. And he blows this whistle and they, they turn into rocket ships and they come and help him out. And there was like almost like putties in it where they would destroy and they had like antennas on their head. They'd oh zap gosh. the putties and they would melt. And they always had the same stock footage of this black stuff. They were played backwards. Like they pushed this black stuff out of a sidewalk and played it backwards to look like the stuff was going back down, down underground. But Space Giants was my thing when I was growing up. Does that kid ride the short bus? He's got a helmet on. No, he's a robot. The little kid with the sweater vest? Yeah, the kid in the sweater vest with the helmet on. <laughs> And the shorty shorts. Is a... What? I'm not what? selling this. Well, I'm looking but... this shit up right now. What is this called? Space Giants. I, Space... I'm not making this up, but. Giants. Shut up. Yeah, the guy in the shorty shorts and the black shoes and the white socks with the sweater vest and the helmet. He's the yeah. robot. He... And don't you see, don't you see mom? Look, mom's got a beehive hairdo and she has antenna too. What I mean... is going on with this? <laughs> this was a thing. This is not real. I, this, I think it's so. Is. None of the people in that photo are the kid who's helped. No, you've, I don't believe so. I think that's Japanese Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got we should take this and let's get some actors to play them in the American version and we'll yes. make a million. Here we go. Is we'll do a- tongue in cheek like MST3K style comedy, but built or like a Power Rangers show. The, na- the name of the gold robot with the heavy metal like hair hair metal hairdo. His name is Ambassador Magma. <laughs> Dude, I think we just found our million dollars. We we gotta rip that off. Yep. Oh, and but we're Joel, talking about Joel will voice. Joel will voice everything as L. All right, <laughs> let's go fight him now, Pat. <laughs> Time to go. Hey, and we can have Dustin Rhodes play the golden robot. <laughs> and whenever he whenever he vanquishes a foe, that was just for you. <laughs> I knew you were the only one who was going to get that. <laughs> yep, <laughs> dude, dude, million dollar idea right there. So, on that, I'm not, note, I'm not telling you guys shit anymore. Uh, no, I like it, Mike. I think it, I think it looks super. What is super going cheesy. on with this show? Oh wait. There's a <laughs> all right. Is there a theme song? There isn't a theme song, but there's. I'm trying to find a picture of the kid wearing the helmet with the antenna on the top, and I had a. One helmet of left. the villains is a vampiric Tom Baker. 
Oh my god! Are you, it, oh my! It, the thing, the gold thing flies. Oh yeah, yeah. His his name eventually became Goldar because gold. Get it? Yeah. Oh my god! Wow. Then, okay. Well, I think we'd better go to the break while we process this, <laughs> and then come back and talk about the uh, Power Rangers movie. I had I had a helmet like that with the. I have the never heard of this. Which one and, is Tom Baker? Crazy creepy. Yeah, where's the Tom Baker guy? I'm looking for him. There, all right, there's a poster I'm looking at. It's got a, a, a like a rogues gallery. Oh yeah. my god! What the fuck? The the mother's this, name. This was... is like finding out that there's like another country that I'd never heard of that existed. Like, how is this a whole thing I've never even heard of? Okay, yeah. as a cartoon, he looks like Tom Baker. His live action thing, he's like m- morbidly obese. So a morbidly obese Tom Baker vampire? <laughs> yeah, he's got like this big metal suit with spikes on the shoulders. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. I see what you're saying. What one of the enemies was a flying octopus named Vacuma. Oh, I want to see that. This is a video. All right. No, I think we're on the break now. I'm really getting depressed uh, yeah, about, I th- my youth, I think- about my youth now. I haven't I haven't stopped it. This is this is good stuff. Yeah, but I, I figure you're gonna fade out while we're talking about all this stuff. Yeah. So many questions. (laughs) There was Goldar and his wife Silvar. How did you find this? Where where were you watching this? It was on like channel. He was a kid. I was a kid. It was channel like one of the one of the like uh, UHF stations had it on. Well, you guys are doing this on the break. Let me go see if I really have to move or whether I'm just going to stay here because it sounds like Isaiah might step after all. So I'll be back in. Like yeah, I'm I'm gonna minutes. you know go away too and wash my brain off for a second. Yeah, <laughs> space giants. I need to process this. All right, we're back, and we are talking about Power Rangers 2017. A group of high school students who are infused with unique superpowers harness their abilities to save the world. Um, came out this year, and I don't think I was expecting it to have a little bit more staying power than it did. I don't know. I mean, it got uh, a heck of a lot of press, and uh, it was pushed like uh, it did fairly well at the box office for its opening weeks and uh, was pushed pretty hot when it went to like streaming services and Blu-ray. Okay. But it sure seemed like when it, when it hit the theater, they stopped talking about it. Like it was nothing but press before that. And then it hit the theater and they were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I figured the fan base would have <clears throat> pushed it a little bit further too. Yeah. So this is directed by Dean Israelite. Israelite. Yes, who is known for Project Almanac and Akiolililand. Hmm. So, I don't know. Have you seen Project Almanac? It looks pretty good. It's a time travel movie. So I'm, it's on my list. Yeah. I haven't I'm, seen it. I'm halfway in. I watched the first half and I haven't finished it. Of? Project Almanac. Okay. Uh, I'll re- go back later and finish it. Maybe. <laughs> he says that a lot. How you doing All on right. Battlestar Galactica? Oh no, I, 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 you can ask Josh. I declared I am done with Battlestar Galactica. Mm. If it was a show all about, uh, uh, oh god damn it, I forgot her name. 
Zakoff? No, no, she annoyed the crap out of me. The um the Cylon, Trisha Helfer. Her character's name. If it was all about her, I'd watch the shit out of that. Because like her and um what's his face, the doctor were great together. I loved watching them, but everything else sucked. Anyway, moving on. Mm. All right. Well, this is written by Matt Sazma, known for Dracula Untold, Gods of Egypt, and The Last Witch Hunter. John Gatons, who did Real Steel, Flight, uh, Need for Speed, and Kong Skull Island. You know, I saw The Last Witch Hunter, and that was not as bad as it should have been. I think that's a pretty good tagline for this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to see Kong, so... Yeah, I want to see Kong too. I mean, I mean, I saw I saw the last Witch Hunter because Vin Diesel has uh, in many interviews talked about how he loved Dungeons and Dragons, and yeah. that was his version of a Dungeons and Dragons movie. So I'm like, let me go fucking see this. And it actually wasn't really that bad. Hmm. But anyway, no. this is so, not the last Witch Hunter. So unfortunately, not. We're not doing that show. So, uh, Daker, Daker, Dasser, D A C R E, Daker, Daker, yeah, Daker Montgomery. You know what? It very well could be Daker. Yep. Uh, oh, he played the Red Ranger, Jason, and also Billy in Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's uh, why he looked familiar. Yeah. Oh. Ah. Dude, season two is going to kick ass. Indeed. Uh. He also, Naomi Scott as Kimberly the Pink Ranger, known for Lemonade Mouth. Oh, I've actually heard of that. Yeah, well, I have. I, I have, have that right now. Yeah. Wait, what? What? Oh, no, never mind. Um, R.J. Seiler as Billy the Blue Ranger. Great performance from him. He's on the spectrum. Yeah, I, I think that he played uh, an autistic guy very, very well. Although I, kept... I thought it was very interesting that um, you, you noticed how... Uh, when everybody got got their gems, and everybody kind of like you know improved and became superhuman, he he became less on the spectrum too. It almost like like it healed him a little bit mentally too. I just kept wondering why Dudley was in uh, this movie. I kept waiting for Mister Hooper at the bike shop to show up as a giant Zord. Dudley, different strokes. Oh <laughs> yes, yeah. I, thought, I I heard Dudley and I thought Harry Potter. <laughs> no. So, um, Ludi Lin as the Black Ranger in an yeah. amazing twist of irony, uh, known for being in yeah. uh, when, when he he's like, "Hey, I'm the Black Ranger," and, and, and uh, Jason or not Jason, Billy's all like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, from Monster Hunt and Marco Polo from Netflix, which actually looks pretty say, good. Yeah, Marco Polo is where I know him from. Yeah, and he's actually going to be in 2018's Aquaman. Yeah, and then Becky G as Trini, the Yellow Ranger, known for Hotel Transylvania soundtrack, Smurfs Two soundtrack, and the uh, performer Wild Mustang in Neighbors Two Sorority Rising. So she's a C-list singer trying to become a B-list actress. Oh she's yeah, and sh- if you watch the interviews, when it comes to like personable for the camera. She was the face of the actors talking to the camera for all of the promotions for this. She's had a lot more camera time than they have, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And she and she was very personable 
very likable in her interviews. Well, uh, it's better. Yeah, it's probably better than putting the autistic kid up there. Well, he's not actually autistic. He was acting, Mike. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, he was much better than I thought. Then. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, how do they teach this autistic kid to act so well? <laughs> he learned a lot of martial arts and a lot of. A little bit of time. Oh, Jesus. Stop. <laughs> Keep going with the cast, please. All right. So first thing I want to say, oh, actually, Elizabeth Banks is Rita Repulsa, which I know. I had those kind of like. I'm never a big fan of movies that make Elizabeth Banks ugly, like uh, Hunger Games. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you, why are you making her ugly? Because she's just an amazing actress. She really is. She, you can tell she had a lot of fun in this. She really got into it, is what I what I've heard in some of the stuff that I've read. I would like to get into it. Uh, Brian Cranston is Zordon, and Bill. Oh, I'd like to get into Brian Cranston. Yeah, Bill Hader as Alpha Five. Stefan. He's and he gave us he gave us one IAA. Yeah, and it wasn't even annoying, and it no. wasn't even like a. It didn't even feel like a really bad like uh, throwaway like a. Like a Kawabunga did in TV. right. It, it no. felt natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was a nod to the original character without overdoing it. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally appreciate that. Also, some of the trivia in Trini's bedroom. There's a window that features a circle with a tiger's head, and is the Power Ranger coin from the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh yeah, yeah, the Yellow Ranger saber tooth tiger coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, a linguist was hired to create the language of Eltar. Brian Cranston and Bill Hader had trouble with the language, but apparently Elizabeth Banks became fluent in it. Because she can do everything. (laughs) Oh, I love her. Because Elizabeth Banks. Uh, The film Ocean opened wide in the United States on March 24th, 2017. Breakfast Club, 1985, which the filmmakers have called influence on it, uh, was Uh, the students met for detention on March 24th in 1984. Hmm. So it was detention day for Breakfast Club. So I there's like I like that. Superhero Breakfast Clubs. All right. Start this out. Ed Sheeran is a dick in this movie. I forgot one thing. What did I forget? Oh, oh yeah. The kids have incredible superhuman strength, but it takes four of them to clear, carry the Blue Ranger. Well, maybe they also got incredibly heavy. <laughs> He's heavy. He's my He's... ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice. Oh, so many sins have been forgiven for that comment <laughs> right there. <laughs> so I'm guessing they watched the show and they said, you know what? All the slapstick was pretty much shit in the original. So let's just forget that ever happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they kept the drama. Yeah, they kept a little bit of the high school drama, but updated it for like a high school drama show you might see now on like the CW or something. Right. And and actually, you know, some of the situations like Jason and his dad. There, I mean, there were some, there was some stuff going on there. His dad wants him to be this football star. You can tell Jason does not want to do this. And his dad was Roy from The Office. I got so excited. Yes. No. Yeah, they were ripping off Breakfast Club pretty hardcore. But if you're gonna steal, steal from the best. Right. True. <laughs> they really were. It's, a, it's an homage. Is that some kind of cream dessert? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, Strawberry gosh. homage. <laughs> Toast points with homage. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um 
I'm just going to straight up say it. Um, I seriously enjoyed this movie. Uh, I did not expect to. I kind of went into it, you know, I was like, okay, Elizabeth Banks in it. I'll enjoy that, whatever. And then I, you know, and I didn't really know anything more about it than that. I saw the trailer and I, and I knew there was going to be really stylized, but I mean, I liked this enough at one point that I stopped uh, unpacking and just sat down and started watching it. <laughs> you can also tell that this movie was directed at preteen kids. Cause no wonder I loved it. Yeah. Also, my Sophie, my thirteen-year-old, really, uh, really got into it. I mean, she initially wanted to uh, wanted to watch it because Twenty One Pilots had a song in there that she wanted to hear, but she stuck around through the whole thing and she wanted to watch the whole thing. Well, there's a lot of angst in it. Oh yeah, yeah, lots of angst, lots of angst, and honestly, I thought Blue Ranger was awesome as a catalyst for all this starting. Yeah, absolutely. His arc was believable. It was in context with the limitations of his disability, which was presented uh, without being a gag. Uh, mm-hmm. I was having worked with that population before. I was very impressed with how they handled his character. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it was it was a uh, not 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 a hindrance. That's not the word we're looking for. But it was it was something that he overcame and. Just everybody just dealt with it. It wasn't really a big deal. He and, used it to his advantage, like the thing with the uh, uh, the ankle bracelet. Yeah, that whole scene where he's he's talking to him the whole time, and the guy's like, "You need to hurry up! Come on, come on!" And he's just doing what he does because that's who he is. And yeah. that was a, mm-hmm. a fun scene. Yeah, I liked and, it when and, he and the, you know, and and Jason the Red Ranger, his his arc of trying to learn how to be the leader was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, overall, I just thought this was pretty well done. For a, hold on, Mike had something to say. What? Oh, nah, I, we I, we, you know, whatever. We, um, I, let me talk. So, no. <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Ah, one of the best. <laughs> one of the, I think, one of the best um, montages when they all started getting their powers. I thought was pretty damn fun when Jason accidentally knocks the chunk of sink off his off in the bathroom. Oh and, yeah, when the next morning. Yeah. Yeah, and when uh, or when they. <laughs> When they when they try to outrun the train, and I'm just like, this is when they got hit. Spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> was, right. That was just such a. I was I guess I was totally like, oh, here we go. Yeah, they're gonna outrun the train. Yeah. They're gonna yeah, jump the old, over. The <laughs> now they're all gonna high five each other that they made it, and bam! No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we're just going to kill them. I, I did not see that coming. And then they'll wake up. Like, okay, so these, are, these are your new Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a, the false flag. Yeah, apparently uh, the Power Rangers are the people that find their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, all the EMTs that pick up the coins, they become the Power Rangers. Uh, if I'm going to level a criticism anywhere with regards to the characters, I'm, uh, they did a lot of character development with Jason, Kimberly, and Billy, and a little bit with Trini. And like zero for Zach, right? I don't yeah. know. Well, I don't know, but the thing is, Zach, I he he had some, but all of his was, yeah, I'm the crazy Asian dude, right? And that was the thing is he was reduced to okay, what what do we know about Zach? We know that he likes looking at girls through a telescope and that he's Asian. And well, I mean, he had the sick mother he's, and everything. Yeah. And oh, okay, care. there was a little. Oh, bit okay, there. yeah. Okay, he when was, they were, I forgot them playing chess at the end. He was taking care of his mom, and they lived in a trailer park. And he was a good kid at heart. He just 
kind of overcompensated. He, he, had, he had to be a rebel because he couldn't be, you know, he had to do stuff for his mother. He couldn't go to school and blah, blah, exactly. blah. Exactly. That was yeah. his, that was his backstory. Okay. He had, he was wild and crazy when he wasn't, because otherwise he had to, he had to be the, be the adult at home. So there you right. go. So I guess he had more background than character development per se. Yeah, he never he didn't have any arc at all. He was completely flat. He, but uh, he did have some background. Yeah, right. And Trini was kind of the same thing, where she had the backstory of the kid who was most comfortable being the new girl everywhere, and who was uh, closeted uh, lesbian, and then no character development beyond that backstory. Yeah, they kind of had the same thing going on. Hers was more even more an exposition than anything, though it was. Well, I would argue. I would argue that Zach was more exhibition, exhibition, <laughs> exposition because they used him the, the the whole crazy guy. Like if they just needed to advance the plot for whatever reason, oh, well, we'll just have Zach just run face first into this, you know? Yeah, it's like, hey, like, we if, we, if we if we need to start talking about the dino creatures, well, we're just going to put Zach in one. If we need to go through the water, we'll just have Zach walk right through the water. You know, I, I mean, it, so. He was kind of a kind of kind of a one note character, but I mean, he did have again at least a little bit of a backstory. So they weren't all like just complete paper characters, right? As, what about the change making Zordon a Power Ranger a long time ago? How, how does everyone feel about that? Well, I don't even really know what Zordon was in the first. So I kind I kind of liked it, like giving him a background. I didn't really know what his background was in the first. Yeah, uh, uh, basically like disembodied good wizard. Yeah, yeah. I like did. this. I like this better. Where he, he, I mean, it feels like he's more. Yeah, do it. I guess. Well, they gave more of a, a reason for him and Rita to be at odds, because in the original there wasn't really a. I mean, yes, they he were mortal trying, enemies. That guy trying to protect the earth or whatever. Yeah, right. And she was and, just a your generic bad guy. Yeah, I am evil because I'm supposed to be evil. <laughs> I, I thought it was kind of a cool callback to Tommy Oliver that she was basically the Green Ranger on the old team. That I thought was cool. That I liked a lot. Yeah. And did you guys stick around post-credits? Yes. Oh, what? yeah. No, I missed it. There's oh. a post-credits where in detention, they're calling names, and the last one they call is Tommy Oliver, and he's not in his seat, but there's a green Letterman jacket there. Oh. Well, and then, of course, you all caught at the during the end of the Zord battle where Amy Jo Johnson and the, well, the Pink Ranger and the Green Ranger were videotaping with their phones. Yeah. No, I didn't I catch I that was them, no. Yeah. Amy Joe Johnson was in it, and the other guy that was a Green Ranger, I can't think wow. of his name right now. No, I missed that. Yeah, That's they were the ones cool. videoing on their phones. Cool. What was his name? Uh, Jason David Frank. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I was really surprised that I, I actually enjoyed this. Well, you know what it was? Is that they they gave a nod to the kids' backgrounds. They gave a nod to some sort of plot line of why people were doing things versus we're the heroes because we're the heroes. They're the villains because they're the villains. You Find saw me five teenagers with attitude. <laughs> that whole speech in that first episode made me want to cringe. Oh, it was longer than that. It was, what was it? it five was so, yeah. That was terrible. I mean, that's a, that, I mean, going from that to actual, what are, what are these things? They're these strange creatures that are always changing their minds. Oh, they're called teenagers. <laughs> Why would you bring me this? <laughs> What the hell? You were saying though um, in this one. In this one, they actually they actually built the background. They gave you some reason. It was granted it was paper th- I mean paper thin, but compared to the original one, we're talking like night and day, you know, yeah. uh on background. We're all friends because we hang out at this health bar. 
like all teenagers do. The health bar kung fu weightlifting place. Yeah, that was that is that, run by a giant fat guy. Yeah, that was the thing about the originals. They were all teenagers who studied martial arts because of reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this one, you know, you got the backstories. The action sequences were actually really well done. Uh, Goldar not being, you know, them not being this weird ass tiger thing in a suit. Yeah, and being a giant golden golem was actually pretty fucking. That cool. was very cool, and and Rita going from the edge of insanity when she came back, being this cackling homeless person running around. Yeah. <laughs> she, that's just exactly what Looking she was. Looking like old woman in the back of a Chinese kitchen. Mm-hmm. And maybe the- I'm alone in this, but I kind of wished that even if they're going to do the gold golem thing with Goldar, that he had had some sort of feline elements just as a little bit more of a callback. Uh, I think there were so many other callbacks in this movie. Because, I, I mean, I just... How about if he had swung a dead golden cat instead of a, a, a mace? <laughs> I don't know. Just, like, it had the face vaguely had some leonine aspect to it. Yeah. I probably so, yeah. would have been okay. Or, or like big ears or whatever. Something, yeah. Yeah. I could I could give you yeah. that. Or at least fangs. Yeah. 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 I just I just think that there are so many other I mean there's like a whole list of things of little nods that they put into the original Power Rangers that I think that would have been it was I think it was more fun for people to try and find them. You know all the little all the little tidbits like the window in Trini's room and uh there's a couple other ones that are in background stuff. But um but no and and then the the zords <laughs> were pretty damn cool too cuz that's something else I had never understood is that the Power Rangers call upon the Zords in the original series, and apparently one comes from North uh, uh, Antarctica. Another right. one comes, and like, how the hell? How fast are they moving? And they all they all meet in the desert for a battle, mm-hmm. and they all meet in the desert. So either the world is a lot smaller, or they're a lot faster than I'm anticipating. But I like the fact that the Zords were actually there. You know. It's not this stupid running across the world thing. And the swords look pretty damn cool. They did. Yeah. Well, here's my problem with I, w- I was on board with it until they got into the, the swords and they got their suits only because then it became the original show. Because <laughs> as they're fighting, there was a whole lot of, uh, oh, ah, ooh, ee. And they kept cutting to their faces going, ah, oh, you know, like they were being hurt and injured inside the zords which okay sure they're 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 getting punched or kicked or shot it's gonna throw them back but they didn't have to cut to them every time they made a noise okay okay i I will counter that with this think about all the faces i make when i'm playing a video game well yes but you not think if i was controlling a zord i wouldn't be in the but it was every two seconds it was like ah Oh, well, they wanted to show the actors. I mean, that's just a case of we're not just going to have the last 20 minutes of the movie be all CGI. Well, then, of course, they didn't have their faces, their helmets down for the battle Mm -hmm. either, which, you know, we waited that long to see them in the uniforms, which were were okay. I I would have liked to seen a little bit more of of that. And I could have done without the dancing at the end, but it made sense within the characters. The, the dancing when the the Megazord danced. I don't remember that. I, I, uh, I had yeah. no problem with that. 
It wasn't like a full-on dance pad. They weren't like doing the cabbage patch, but they were. <laughs> I'm, I'm all like, I'm like, what were they line dancing? Like a bunch of giant no. things show up and they all started line dancing. <laughs> no, but it was they were they were doing like a little kind of hip shaking kind of. Oh, okay, I do. Yeah, like a, like a like a like a touchdown celebration thing. Yeah, right. kind and of, if yeah. that's as bad as it gets, I was good with it. I mean, but the it, Zords I, themselves. Yeah. That, that is definitely 100 like a like targeted towards your preteen audience, like Mike said. That particular move or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Now, what was I going to say? Oh, did you like the suits? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah right. actually, that was it was very cool. Um, I think they looked a lot better than well. I mean, the reveal was pretty cool too. Like when uh, Billy went in and broke the fight up. You know oh about? yeah, the way his he morphed. Yeah, the first time he actually morphed into the suit, and because the mm. two guys were fighting, and he broke the fight up. Yeah, and I thought it, that was awesome—the fact that it was Billy that did it. Yep, because he was the only one. Because it goes back to him being the catalyst for all this happening. Because he was through the entire thing, the only one that was all in on this. Yeah, he completely cared about them as much or more than he cared about himself, and that was what everybody needed. Mm-hmm. So no, it's a good, good, good nod at having um, Billy as a character was fantastic. But I mean, uh, all in all, I'm with you, Pat. I mean, this this movie w- was a lot better than it should have been. Yeah. So I would I went into it just thinking I was you know just going to trudge through it and everything, but I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't. I found myself. It's. I mean, I I was paying attention. I wasn't doing other things when I was watching it, but I uh, I found myself kind of the same way, getting involved. And I think really the first part that sold me on it was when uh, uh, Jason stood up for Billy in the detention. Yeah, that was a pretty cool scene. That was like the first part. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm interested. Let's see where this goes. Yeah, that was kind of their bulk and skull moment. They're gonna have a bully, but the bully wasn't gonna be the focus, and he wasn't gonna have a dumb name and a slapstick scene. Well, because they only they only had Ed Sheeran for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what he it looked. Is like. what he looked like. Yeah, you're definitely right. But I mean, it was a, it was a good way to just establish Jason as a guy who you know he's like I'm just gonna protect him just because it's the right thing to do. You know, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I don't gain anything from it, you know, and blah blah blah. You know? Right. They didn't go with the stereotypical high school football star who has a character arc later. He was that guy all along right. of being the good guy at heart. He just had been thrust into that position because of his father. And well, and also who hasn't ever been busted trying to cram a cow into the locker rooms? <laughs> <laughs> Which which good on him? That is a great prank right there. I respect that. We we one time got my principal's car into the cafeteria. Really? A, yeah, we didn't do, we didn't do anything with cows. Are though. you a Power Ranger? Shh. <laughs> oh yeah, you can't tell us. Sorry. First rule of Power Ranger Club. <laughs> he's he's the Brown Ranger. I was gonna say he's the green with purple threads Ranger. <laughs> pink and blue. I'm the pink and blue Ranger. <laughs> You're the Puce Ranger. <laughs> what are you? I'm Puce. <laughs> He's so beige. Which one is he? I don't know. They all look the same to me. I can't tell. He's so ordinary. That's so Raven. What? All right, we're going I don't know. I, what the hell? <laughs> but no, there is a there is a sequel in the works. Uh, and... Is it official? Uh, it's been talked about. the uh, The director has been going out and talking about where, uh, you know, about what the plot is. Of course, it's all going to rotate around the Green Ranger, 
And the some of the suggestions that I've seen have been that after Goldar was destroyed, um, he was scattered across the town. So there's he's causing these little pockets of putties to show up uh, and start attacking people. And they kind of have to figure that out while the while the Green Ranger shows up. Also, um, what did you think of the I, putties? I uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. I I have one final complaint I want to bitch about about the original oh, series. Uh, I just thought of. Oh wait wait can I guess what it is? Can no, I, wait, I, I want to guess let's what it finish is. Finish up the movie first, and then I'll. Ah, uh, okay, good. You were saying about the putties. <clears throat> well, did you? What did you think about the putties being actual? Look like they're made out of clay versus some guy in a suit with flipper hands. <laughs> <laughs> they were like rock monsters. Look, look like a guy that belongs in the in the fucking freak circus. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Not enough Finster, Babu, and Squat. Oh fuck, Finster! Oh. What a fucking stupid character. Just, like a, just the next talk. Just a, a talk monster of... nerd. That's dumb. And Sorry. those teeth too. What about the noise that the putties made in the original? I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear and that? I... It sounds like a midget drowning. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we do need to talk about in the new one the big glazed elephant in the room. <laughs> I love Krispy Kremes. What the hell? How much did they pay? Eh, product placement is a thing. I'm, yeah. I'm over bitching about it. That yeah, was more exactly. than product placement. No, but no, I'm gonna say like I mean, it, 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 even though it's annoying because you know it's product placement. If this was a real thing going on, that is probably what would happen. Like you'd be like, "Where's the such and such?" Oh, it's it's in the Walmart. I mean, that's where it would be because that's you know we don't have any undeveloped tracts of land very much anymore. And like, oh. it okay. One, I do have to say, yes, it was buried underneath the Krispy Kreme. I'm just laying a bet they would have found it because it wasn't buried real deep. <laughs> I, I, did, I did love the scene where she's just standing there eating a Krispy Kreme donut. Wasn't that great? <laughs> that was... And Goldar's behind her just smash. <laughs> just just and she's just like, hmm, this looks tasty. And then she put it in her mouth. Yeah. No. I love Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, we've lost both of them now. Yeah, well, I forgot. <laughs> what was I talking about? I'm going to throw her back. <laughs> there you go. And we're back. All right. So are we... Are... I do have to say real quick that every time you talk about putties, I always just imagine like Elaine's boyfriend from Seinfeld showing up <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> having to fight a bunch of guys in leather eight ball jackets. Uh, we touched on Bill Hader's Alpha 5. What uh, do you putties want? <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Alpha 5 before we wrap up. The original, so, so, so annoying. Sure, but the, I mean, you had this new thing that had the same vague look, but looked way cooler. I thought Bill Hader, oh, we've already said he was less annoying. Mm-hmm. He was still comic relief. But Bill Hader is funny. Yeah. That's, I think, is the big thing right there. Bill Hader is actually a entertaining, funny guy. Whoever the hell they had in that suit and doing the voice was just doing it because that was written down on a piece of paper. That's true. I, it's worse in the original than it was slapstick. It was slapstick that was never funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always like that, that that kid in your grade school class who's trying to be the class clown but doesn't have any kind of idea of what is actually funny. Yeah. He just makes everything awkward. That's what that's what Alpha 5 is. Ay, ay, ay. Ah. But no, I think Alpha Five. I think his animation was pretty cool too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The character in the in the movie was was really cool. Nice redesign. 
Mm-hmm. And I knew they were going to go for, by the way, with, with, when they did the whole training the whole time without the armor because they couldn't morph. I knew once they finally got the armor, they were going to drop the line. Oh, this is so much easier with armor. <laughs> and that's the that's the thing that, that that is great about training like that, because like you know if you if you train constantly with like weights on your ankles and your wrists and stuff, and then suddenly when you're doing the actual activity, hey, guess what? A lot easier. I joke in there about masturbation, but I'm not going to make it. <laughs> he puts weights on his dick. There you go. <laughs> And that way, if I ever sleep with a woman, uh, it'll be a lot easier. There's so someday, many someday, someday I questions that I don't want answered in that statement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I'm what uh, Zordon. I'm pretty damn cool. But making him the making him the wall. Yes. No. Yeah. Brian Cranston. Oh, where he like the, uh, wall thing where you uh, you're pushing your hand or your face through the wall of pins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Brian Cranston actually again is Zordon's dialogue in the original. This I'm reading this because I'm supposed to read it in a deep voice and sound like I'm telling them what to do. Versus Brian Cranston, who is like, I don't know why the hell he brought you here. You guys are not what we need. Go home. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Cranston, great delivery for not being physically on the uh, in the movie. I don't think I've ever seen anything with Brian Cranston that he was not good in. True. Yeah. He's just got such range, and he's just he gives everything to everything he does. He's just awesome. Yeah, I will. Uh, one of the things that I in reading about him also with um, Malcolm in the Middle after the B episode. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. That one where they sh- they covered him in bees. It wasn't a matter of uh, the writers then turned to what would be funny to what can we what will he say no to? Right. And they never reached that point that he was like, you want me to do that? Sure. I'm on. I'm in. He's all in for everything. He's like, well, yeah. <laughs> and and I and uh, Malcolm in the Middle is one of my Netflix. You know, if I don't know what to watch. Malcolm in the Middle. Don't care what episode. Just jump right in. Yep. So, All Brian right. Cranston, good on you. So, are we then to uh, thumbs up, thumbs down? I think we are. All right. Well, I grew an extra hand just to give two thumbs down to the original. <laughs> I'm thinking you had other reasons. <laughs> well, that's why I grew the extra hand, because the one's busy, and I have two extras to give thumbs downs. Wait, wait, wait. Ah. Are these your hands? Like attached, or they are now. Now they are. Once all the sutures set. So for uh, original, <laughs> Jesus original Christ. thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah, I'm. I, I like the stuff in the suits. Uh, the fighting it's and the, the giant stuff that was stolen from Japan. Right, the giant robot monster bits, but. The other stuff just was really hard to watch. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I want to say thumbs up, but then I have to ask myself, Josh, if you give this thumbs up, are you willing to watch another episode? (laughs) The answer is no. (laughs) So it has to be a thumbs down. Yeah. Though I got to say, if you're a PC gamer and you want to appreciate this from a different angle, the Chroma Squad RPG is all about, like, 
a squad based tactical RPG set in like making the Power Rangers type show world. What, what would it be like to be a, to actually be a Power Ranger? Right, and while you're making watch- a low budget TV show. <laughs> while while not having to watch this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but no, it'll be a thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs down in the original. The, the new movie, thumbs up, surprised. Yeah, I think that's that's everybody, right? Yeah, I think yeah. this is one of the rare moments where we all agree on both. Yeah. I'm going with the thumbs up, yep. I'm definitely going to watch the sequel, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'm, look, which, I'm looking forward to totally it. Which totally surprises me. But, yeah. So, all right, well, there you go. So, Josh, what are we doing next week? Well, next week is Big Show 200, so we are talking Doctor Who. Yes, and 200 and 201. So we are actually doing a double show on this one. Uh, The only other show that we've done a double on has been International Foods. Nope, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's right, the Schwarzenegger show. Um, And Child Stars. Well, that really wasn't. Uh, Yeah, it's an arc. All right, so apparently never be finished. Yeah, if uh, you were, say, the appropriate age for this and want to tell us how we're wrong about the original Power Rangers and we we need to appreciate from this angle, I want to hear from you. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. And we'll say right now that you are wrong. <laughs> and if you want to comment on Doctor Who, because, yeah, buddy, we're finally doing the show. Send yeah. your emails and voicemails and everything else. Two. 40 go 14 at gmail.com. Yeah. <laughs> or you can hit us up on Twitter at 40 go 14 or find us on Facebook at just look up 40 going on 14. Or you can go to Pat's address, which I'm going to post online. Sweet. <laughs> Tell him to come help me unpack all this shit. Boxes everywhere. All right. So until the next time, folks, I was going to do an AAI thing, but I can't. Aye, aye, aye. Oh my God. Shut up. I, 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 I like you very much. <laughs> I, 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 I think you're swell. Diplodocus. <laughs> that's, that's my card. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you had a Zord, which Zord would you be? What dinosaur would you have? I'm sticking with Diplodocus. <laughs> so I don't have to think of another dinosaur. I want a I giant like... ro- robotic platypus. <laughs> Oh, we're choosing like new different ones? Yeah, if we if the four of us were were Power Rangers, what would our what would our Zords be? Brontosaurus. Just like He's <laughs> <laughs> not I violent. Would, I, I can't actually eat the villains because they're made of meat. And Joel would have a giant robotic Robert Cesar. <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Zar Zar Zord. <laughs> God. Good night, everybody. (laughs) My chin is huge. (laughs) Pew, pew. Damn it, if you're not the funniest can of pudding I've ever known. (laughs) 